All right, what's up, everybody? Merry Christmas to everybody who's listening to this right before Christmas. So glad to have you on. My name is Josh McCabe. I'm your host here at Overflow Beyond the Music, the podcast. And we've got a very, very special episode for you today. So thank you so much for taking time to listen to this. Really glad to have you with us. Um, I'm coming to you live just from Canada. <laughs> it's cold right now. And we're gearing up for Christmas right now. Uh, but I realize people listen to this at all different times. But I'm not going to lie, as you probably heard on the way in, it's not the normal music. This is a bit of a Christmas episode bit of a Christmas focus, and we're going to basically deliver some Christmas content for you to listen to over the holidays. So I don't know where you're at, what your tradition is, but I know for me, for my family, um, there's something about Chinese food on Christmas Eve that just makes life complete, and I'm pretty excited about that. So um, I'm going to be honest, I think most of my Christmas traditions that I enjoy probably revolve around food. And I'm not really ashamed about that. So I'm just going to give it to you right there. If it's food, um, food is awesome at Christmas. And family too. I don't mind seeing family too. But definitely, definitely food. Now I was thinking about this the other day. Um, you know, kind of when you get older. I'm 32 now. When you think about past years as a child or whatever, asking for Christmas gifts, probably more as a teenager. There's a few gifts that stand out because I used to always ask for music and CDs. And the first one I really remember asking for that I just wore out over the Christmas break, I asked for Reliant K's The Anatomy of the Tongue-in-Cheek was probably the first one that I remember really, really, really wanting for Christmas and just listening to it like nonstop while I played SimCity (laughs) over the Christmas break. I'm making myself sound really old. But the other one I remember, I remember asking for Skillet's Collide album. And that was, a, that was a huge album for me. I remember just loving that record. Then later on, probably later towards the end of high school, I remember asking for the DVD of the final Beloved show. It was like a live DVD. Um, if you don't know who Beloved is, they're like one of the greatest hardcore bands ever. And one of my favorite bands ever. And um, I remember asking for that DVD. And it's just so funny how things have changed now because now I'm like, if I want a music for Christmas, what am I going to ask for? Like a, a Spotify subscription or something? You know, it's just funny how, I guess, culture and technology changes. And all of a sudden, everything you knew as a child is just so much, so much different now. Now, as for, you know, a Christmas gift, I'm kind of like, can I get like a gift card to like a really good you know, sports bar, restaurant, so I can go out and order like three pounds or three orders of chicken wings and not feel guilty about it. That's, it's just funny how your, your different Christmas wishes change. But I remember the first Christmas gift I can cognitively remember receiving was a set of drums. I received a set of electric drums, um, and they were called Simmons pads. And, you know, now they're like fully vintage. I almost wish I still had them. But um, I remember that just being the biggest Christmas ever for me, receiving that. And I think the second gift I'll never forget was, I might have been 16. I'm almost certain I was 16. I got my first guitar, my first acoustic guitar. It was a Yamaha Compass. It had a pickup. It was a really, really good guitar. And I used it for years and years and years. And it was just it was just a massive Christmas gift for me. And you know, as I think back over that, um, those when you ask me about gifts, those stand out, but I think more than gifts, memories and traditions stand out. 
having Chinese food with family on Christmas Eve, maybe a certain cookie or dessert that that really reminds you of of growing up. For me, it's just like plain old vanilla Christmas tree cake with green icing on it and M and M's like as ornaments that my grandma used to make. And you know, my grandma passed away about um, well several years ago, probably about I think it was about. 2013 maybe 2012 and uh you know for me i used to and i probably still do except i don't think i have the mold anymore for it since we moved to nashville but i would make that cake every year just in her memory and and for me that's was something special that i'll never forget and and i always think back about christmas whenever i think of that now i never know how to address this because you know, on Father's Day and Mother's Day as a pastor, we're always really trying to be sensitive about people that this is a painful day for. And I know Christmas is a really painful time for people. I I think of, of people who have lost people recently. This must be just a really, really tough time. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, put musicians or, or quote unquote, you know, Christian celebrities or whatever above anybody else. But I just want to say for anyone, this is a really tough season for you right now. I just want to say that, that you're not ignored. You're not forgotten. Jesus is, is right with you in that pain. And, um, if that's you and you're just having a rough season, please just send us a message on our social media. It's just overflow BTM on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I just love to, keep you in my prayers this Christmas, and just encourage you. So if this is a really tough season for you, um, please, please don't hesitate to reach out at all. Uh, that would be my honor to really just uh, consider you over this holiday season. All right, so one of the things that takes place a lot during the end of the year, especially around New Year's and Christmas time, is people like to look back at a year in review. And so what I'm going to give you this year is I'm going to give you my top 10 albums of 2019. And these are albums that were released in 2019 that were my best, biggest listened to albums. And I'll try and give you explanations why. They're definitely leaned, towards war, uh, leaned more towards one genre. I'll, I'll admit that. But uh, I want to tell you why some of these albums meant so much to me in 2019. And they are in no particular order. So I'm going to start off with at number 10. I want to give you the Belonging Co. Awe and Wonder. Now this album's special to me because this is my church. This is the songs that we sing and then have meant a lot to me in the season of moving to Nashville. And uh, I love the songs on it. I love the worship leaders on it. And we've talked a lot about this album on our podcast before. But coming in at number 10, I'm going to say The Belonging Co. And again, these are in no particular order at all. All right, coming in at number nine, I'm going to give you uh, a little glimpse into the music that I listen to uh, on the regular. And this has been a bit of an acquired taste, but I have a little bit of a love for some country music. And granted, true country fans are going to go, this guy's not country, he's pop, blah, 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 blah. But coming in at number nine, I want to say Thomas Rhett's Center Point Road record has been one of my favorites this year. I love it. I love his songwriting, love his voice, love his heart. Love what he writes about. Love that he's a positive voice. And um, I got a lot of time for Thomas Rhett. So Thomas Rhett's uh, Center Point Road coming in at number nine. All right, coming in at number eight, we've got Under Oath's Erase Me. And this is a bit of a detour, both um, stylistically 
And I don't know. Here's the thing. I love this record. I think it's a great album. And a lot of people will debate about the content of it. You know, under oath, a lot of people know we're, we're known as, you know, very much a faith-based band who really made um, Christ's mission. And, you know, in over the years, that has not been what they're about now. Um, I, I want to say this. I have a dear friend in that band, and I love him to death. And I think this is some of the best music they've written. And um, I love hearing songs that, that tackle tough, tough subjects, you know, things that I may not necessarily write about or I may not necessarily think, but I have a lot of time for people who um, will write songs that are honest and from the heart. And musically, I just love this record. And I'm going to be straight up. This is not, this list is not just all, hey, this is all Christian music, Christian musicians. But, you know, this is music that, that I've, I've really enjoyed listening to this year and, and diving into. So number eight, Under Oath's record, Erase Me. I just need a little time to show you I'm worth it. I know that I can be a difficult person. I'm a stress case. Drop you up the wall when I'm working. Actually, I'm probably worse when I'm not. You don't deserve All right, coming in heavy. Heavy at number seven, we've got NF's The Search. I love this guy's music. I love everything he releases. I'm not typically a hip-hop connoisseur, but I love um, NF stuff. And I remember, uh, small story, I got to see this guy play in his first arena. Um, he was opening a show that we were playing on my band caves, and it was like one of our first shows, and it was one of, you know, his early, early shows before I think he even had a record out, and he just blew my mind. I love NF's record, The Search. If you haven't heard it, check it out. That is number seven, NF, The Search. All right, here's another record that you've probably never heard of that doesn't necessarily fit into the quote-unquote Christian genre. Um, this girl's name is Circina. She um, heard it's spelled S-V. R-C-I-N-A, and her record's called Hearing Color. I love this album. If you like um, pop stuff, female-friended pop stuff, you will love this record. Um, her voice is insane. Her music is insane. Her songwriting is insane. Uh, you will absolutely love this record. So make sure that you check out Circina Hearing Color. That is coming in at number six on my list of top records of 2019. All right, coming in at number five, I've got Bethel Music's Victory. I love this album. I love the worship on this album. I love the songs on this album. Raise a Hallelujah is one of my favorite songs. Um, oh, man, there's just so many great goodness of God is on this record. I love it. Um, this is just one of my favorite worship albums. Bethel Music, Victory, coming in at number five on this list. All right, sticking with the worship theme, uh, Meredith Andrews' Faith and Wonder is coming in heavy at number four on this list. I love this album. I wish it was longer. We've had Meredith on this podcast. I love the songs in this album. Um, she's just got one of my favorite voices in worship. Faith and Wonder is just un unbelievable. Um, oh, man, the, the title track on this album is just unreal. And uh, Have to Have is probably one of my favorite worship songs ever. And so make sure you check out Faith and Wonder by Meredith Andrews, and I've got that at number four. 
And I know you're going to want to know my top three, but we're going to wait to the end of the podcast to get back to those because I've got a few special guests on this podcast. And when I started thinking about what I wanted to talk about this Christmas and I started thinking about my Christmas memories and some of the things that um, stick out to me when I think about Christmas, I decided to hit up a couple of my friends and ask them for some of their Christmas memories. And so I want to kick things off with two of my really good friends. I want to ask Matt and Justin of the band I Am They what are some of their favorite memories or Christmas traditions so let me hand it over to Matt and Justin of the band I Am They oh man alright my favorite Christmas tradition would be um, probably I have two kids so getting my kids first thing in the morning we all gather around the Christmas tree there's presents everywhere they can't wait to tear into the Christmas presents but we all come together and uh, it's been our tradition to just have the kids come out and my son reads the Christmas story um, and we pray together before we open any presents and it's just really special uh, for anybody out there that has kids just to hear your kids Um, come around the meaning of Christmas and share, just read through that story, um, just as really meaningful and special for the family. So that's that's my favorite. Do you have a... My favorite Christmas memory is probably when I was like five or six years old, I got a Mickey Mouse drum set for Christmas (laughs) and it was the best. I remember I've... I wanted to play drums from the very first moment I laid my eyes on a drum set. It was just like, I wanted one so bad, so I would ask for one, like, every day. And when I, like, oh, that was the best Christmas, I still remember how Mickey I felt. Mouse drum set, man. Yeah. Nobody can top that. Yeah. The was, magic is built in. It was like a in. two-piece drum set. and just had a kick drum and a little snare drum and a crash. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I felt like it wasn't just enough to ask some musicians and artists about their favorite Christmas traditions or memories, because we've all got something we could say about that. But where musicians and artists definitely get opinionated is when we start talking about songs. So I wanted to ask Matt and Justin what their top three Christmas songs of all time are. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to lie, I don't agree with some of these answers. And you know what? Let's just hear what they had to say. I asked Matt and Justin of I Am They, what are the top three Christmas songs of all time? Definitively, no debate. What are their no debate Christmas songs? Top three, go. All right. All right. Top top three top Christmas three. songs. We've narrowed it down after a little this bit is of debate. It. But yeah, I think yeah. we've come to a joint conclusion. Yeah, there's no question about it. Anybody else that has any, like there's, anybody else that has any other submittals or ideas is wrong. Yeah, I mean, Basically. okay, so like number three, it has to be Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, right? Because it's all the, of us, whenever you hear that on the radio, you are not changing the channel. No, it's you are the song that comes back every year. She makes right? millions every year on royalties. It's insane. It's so <laughs> it's good. It's okay. in every shot. Like, it just, yeah, it puts you in, immediately in the Christmas spirit. Number two would be Charlie Brown. It's just got to be some Charlie Christmas, Brown. Christmas time is here. Like the second yes. that you hear that song, there's no denying Classic. that it's Christmas time. Classic puts a smile on your face. You young or old. Christmas time is here. Sing it like a Charlie Brown character. Yeah, I can't do you do it. Christmas time. <laughs> is... It's 
kind of the vocal version is the best yeah <clears throat> sorry are you in the choir man oh they gotta cut that all right <laughs> so yeah number two and then number one it's gotta know, be insane insane Ins- merry christmas happy holidays yes insane oh man that was just what album was that Dude, that was the Home for Christmas album, 1998. 98? No? Yeah, dude. Throwing it back. Uh, there will never be a better can Christmas you, song. Can you give us a little taste of that one as well? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Happy- no, that's good. Okay. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Definitely. Hey, this is Abby from the band I Am They, wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now, I got to tell you, one of the most creative Christmas albums I've heard in a long time was put up by 10th Avenue North. I think they put it out last year. It's called Decade the Halls, and what they do is they did Christmas songs from each decade, I guess. I'm not sure how far back they went on this record, but it was so creative I loved it. It was awesome. And I needed to find a way to involve 10th Avenue North in this very podcast. So I sent a text to my buddy Ruben, who's part of the band 10th Avenue North. And I wanted to ask him about his favorite Christmas memories. So here's a little bit of 10th Avenue North. And then here's Ruben. Let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. All right, Ruben, what's your favorite Christmas tradition? Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, My favorite Christmas tradition, um, when I was a kid, my family um, all got together for Christmas Eve because everyone would go to their extended families for Christmas Day. So Christmas Eve, we'd all gather around the tree and have like food and different things. We'd open presents, um, and that was really exciting. But everyone anticipated what was going to happen after the presents, and that's when people started gathering up wrapping paper and like wadding it up and making little piles, and we'd have a giant family wrapping paper war. And things would get serious, like you'd like flank grandma, you know, from each end and um, just, you know, hit babies and, um, you know, with wrapping paper, not with like your fists or anything. But it was super fun. We did that like every year growing up. Um, I always look forward to that. Now, when I think about Christmas, I always think about great Christmas movies. Everybody loves a great Christmas movie. So I had to ask Ruben, tell me, man, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Gosh, my favorite Christmas movie. Everyone's going to say stuff like Elf or A Christmas Story. Those are all awesome. I'll tell you what doesn't get a lot of credit as a Christmas movie. Die Hard. That movie is 100% a Christmas movie. If you've never seen it, John McClane in Nakatomi trying to battle robbers, terrorists, whatever, but Yippie and Hans Gruber falling from a building. It's the most wonderful movie I could watch during the Christmas season. Um, so those are my answers. Hope you agree with me. Thanks. Again, if you haven't heard that record, Decade the Halls by 10th Avenue North this Christmas, this episode is coming out right before Christmas, so you still got a little bit of time, so make sure you check that out. Have it playing in your house. You're going to love it. Now, I grew up in this little town called Port Perry, Ontario, and it's um, you know about an hour or so, maybe a little more northeast of the city of Toronto in Ontario, Canada. 
And about 30 minutes further east from me, there's this little town, maybe a city, called Peterborough, Ontario. And they gave birth to two very significant bands. First one being Thousand Foot Crutch, TFK. Second one being Hawk Nelson. And um, lately, uh, and more recently, Trevor McNeven of TFK and more recently of I Am The Storm has moved back to Peterborough, and we're definitely making some plans to hang out over the Christmas break. But I thought I would ask him, since we're both enduring the snow up here, both enduring the cold, the Canadian Christmas, I wanted to ask him, Trevor McNeven, TFK, I Am The Storm, what is your most fondest, favorite Christmas memory? What's your favorite part about Christmas? I'd have to say my favorite Christmas tradition would be the Christmas Eve service. We have this like midnight service at our church with like over a thousand candles and it's so beautiful, man. You know, everybody sings Holy Night, just acapella, like just voices. And it's such an amazing kind of beautiful way to bring in just Christmas Day, you know, and kind of the reason for the season, man, and talking about the Christmas story and Jesus' birth and, you know, where it all began. And it's just, it's just something so incredible about that man it's powerful you know it's just thousands of lights and candles and everybody's just united and you know it's how it should be man it gets you in that christmas spirit for sure all right secondly i mean we're not just gonna ask ruben's opinion about favorite christmas movie i will give you my favorite christmas movie right after this answer but i had to ask trevor as well trevor mcneven what is your favorite christmas movie Favorite Christmas movie, man, that's tough. There's so many staples, man. We, uh, from like old classics, like the original black and white Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life all the way up to, you know, my wife and I, one of our favorites is always going to be Christmas Vacation, man. You just, you just can't beat it. I know there's like some moments that aren't appropriate for everybody in that, but like, there's just something about it, man. It's hilarious. And Chevy Chase is just the perfect well, the whole cast is just perfect. And the idea of having two sides of the family, you know, celebrating Christmas in one house together is just chaos. And it's, it's so true, though. You know, there's so many hilarious similarities you can draw from your own families and your in-laws' families and stuff like that from it. So, yeah, man, that's always been a fave, for sure. I, I mean, it, there's so many, though, man. There's so many good ones. Our kids love, like, Prep and Landing is like a new school classic. And then... You know, we broke them into the old classics that we grew up with, like Rudolph and the Red-Nosed Reindeer and uh, A Year Without Santa Claus with Mr. Hot and Mr. Cold. And I don't know if you remember, but we, I grew up on that and I used to love that Christmas special, man. And so we did, back in the day on Tooth and Nail Records, we did Heat Miser's song with TFK. And then I did, uh, FM Static did um, the Snow Miser theme song. So that was kind of a tribute to one of our favorites growing up. Man, always big thanks to Trevor for joining us. Um, he was the guest on our first two episodes. We actually had such a long conversation, we broke it up into two episodes. Love that guy. He's been a friend and uh, someone I look up to for a long time. But I got to tell you, my favorite Christmas movie ever. Are you ready for it? It is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I love that movie. It's so funny. And admittedly, my parents wouldn't let me watch it when I was a little younger. Cousin Eddie is my favorite character of all time. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, hands down, my favorite movie. There you go. And before we get into my last 
top three albums of 2019, I want to give you another clip from 10th Avenue North's Decade the Halls Christmas record. Here it is. Shepherds kept watching over silent flocks by night. Behold, throughout the heavens, there shone a holy light. Echo, tell it on the mountain. All right, I hope you have been enjoying this episode. It's been a little bit different having a bunch of guests in, a bunch of different clips. But uh, I've really enjoyed making it. I've really enjoyed catching up with some friends and asking them about their Christmas memories. Um, but I'm going back to my, my top 10 records of 2019. And I'm going to give you my top three. So here we go. Top three. And again, they're in no particular order, but this is just the way I listed them off. And I started at number one and kind of went down to number 10. So maybe they're in order. Maybe not. But... Coming at number three, I've got Wolves at the Gate Eclipse. Now, I love heavy music. Judging, you know, you might have judged that by my Under Oath um, number in there, my Under Oath record that I threw in the list. I love heavy music. I've got Wolves at the Gate Eclipse coming at number three. I really, really thoroughly enjoy that record. Now, coming in at number two, I've got Leland, Better Word. It's a live album. Uh, many of you have heard the song Waymaker that's featured on that record. I absolutely love it. It's a great contrast from Leland's studio record that he released a couple years ago. I absolutely love the worship on this album. I love some of the spontaneous moments. Uh, I love how raw and honest it is. Leland, Better Word, coming in at number two. You conquered the You all right, I will definitively say that this one is ranked. This is number one. Nothing was better in 2019 for me personally than Phil Wickham's Sing Along 4 live album. It's Phil Wickham with an acoustic guitar. Brian and Jen Johnson are on it. Matt Redman's on it. It is my favorite album of 2019 by far. I love how raw it is. I love how live it is. I love the spontaneous moments. It brings me to a place of worship. And it's been something that has been a staple in my day and in my life for the last few months. And I got to say that this album has blessed me in so many ways I can't even describe it. So Phil Wickham's Sing Along 4 Definitely the number one album for me of 2019. Now, I feel like it would be a little unfair of me to not say that there were some records with some honorable mentions that were definitely in my tops but I couldn't slide them into a 10 list. And and those were Hillsong United's People album. Absolutely love it. Another in the Fire is one of my favorite songs. Unbelievable song. Uh, I also want to add uh, Donovan Woods, The Other Way Acoustic. He's an artist. Um, he's originally from Canada. He writes a lot of country songs. 
and he's just uh it's an acoustic album some of the best songs you'll ever hear you know not not a faith-based artist by any means but i absolutely love his music the other one would be Marin Morris, girl. I love her voice. I love her songwriting. I love the way she sings, and I, I've really enjoyed uh, that record from Marin Morris. So there you go. There's my top 10 records of 2019. Also, some honorable mentions from me. And uh, I want to make sure that I gave you those on my podcast here on this episode right before Christmas of Overflow Beyond the Music. But I want to know what your favorites were. So make sure that you follow us on social media. It's at OverflowBTM on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that stuff. Send me what your favorite records were. Did I miss something? Was there a record that just blew your mind in 2019 that I need to listen to before the year is over so it can still maybe make my list? And I'm telling you, if you can convince me, I might mention in the next podcast, I might redact one of my... Maybe I won't redact one. Maybe I'll just make it a you know best of 15 or something like that. But if there's something that I missed in 2019, I want to hear about it. Well, as we end this episode, this special Christmas episode, I just want to say thank you so much to our listeners. Thanks for being on this journey with us. 2019 was awesome for this podcast, and I cannot wait for 2020 to see what, what God does with this thing. And I just want to say, too, if you're hurting, if this has been a tough season for you, uh, one of our, our, our guests that was actually supposed to be this episode, but we just delayed it. Um, her name's Callie. She's from Bethlehem Music. She just lost her two-year-old just about a week ago. And and I realize there's people hurting all over the place dealing with that around this Christmas time. And, you know, maybe I can't be there practically for you. Maybe I'm not there to, you know, give you a hug or, or give you, you know, bless you in that practical way. But I want you to know that, that my heart is for you and I'm praying for you. And I also want to remind you that this is the reason why Jesus came, so he could walk with us in our hurt, to show us the love and the kindness of Father God, so that he could ultimately be our Savior and die and pay the penalty for our sins, so that we could have a way to God to spend eternity with him. And I want to tell you, don't ever lose sight of the hope of Jesus in the midst of a very dark world. Don't ever lose sight that Jesus is the light of the world. And I want to remind you of this. I heard this in a sermon this week that that darkness is not the opposite of light, but darkness is simply the absence of light. And when there's a dark situation in your life, when you're facing a dark circumstance, simply just turn the light on. You are the light of the world. You carry the light of Christ in your life. And I want to tell you that you just got to turn the light on those dark situations. And I believe that the light of Christ will shine brighter than anything else that this world has ever seen. Let's carry that light. Let's make it shine bright. Let's put it on a mountaintop. Let's put it on a post. Let's put it on a rooftop. Let's shout out the glory and the goodness of God that he sent his son Jesus as we celebrate this Christmas. My name is Josh McCabe. I'm your host here at Overflow Beyond the Music. We will see you in 2020. God bless you.